This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, Provincial Ministers of Agriculture tour the Ag in Motion site northwest of Saskatoon and then get down to business later today. We hear from Agriculture Minister David Merritt, who outlines what the Provincial Ministers are hoping to get from Ottawa when the Federal Minister joins the meeting tomorrow. We talk with Federal Conservative Agriculture critic John Barlow about Ag in Motion and the Agriculture Minister's meeting. Former Federal Agriculture Minister Jerry Ritz has a presentation at Ag in Motion about the Go Grain app a tool for farmers to market their grain. And Saskatchewan pulse growers sign a deal with Lima grain, Lima grain for crop development. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The annual meeting of Canada's Agriculture Ministers opens in Saskatoon today with the ministers taking a tour of the Ag in Motion Farm Expo near Langham. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the province is asking Ottawa to increase funding 25% in important areas of business risk management programs, market development and trade. Well, obviously, Jim, we're you know going to try and hopefully come to some agreement on the next policy framework, which would take place, come into being on uh, March, end of March in 2023. So, uh, you know, obviously, we've got some concerns and some issues around that. So hopefully, uh, you know, when we sit down, the federal government will uh, put something on the table that we can all uh, consider, you know, adopting and see if it all works out for all the provinces across the country. What are some of Saskatchewan's key requests? Well, obviously, we, you know, uh, the provinces have all asked for an increase in the in the business risk management and in the uh, funding formula for all the key initiatives that we're really looking at, and that was all signed in 12th last November. We're obviously looking for, you know, increased funding for science and research and innovation, and we're also looking for market development and trade. Obviously, building the capacity too to be competitive, and one thing that you know that everyone is concerned about and want to move on to is public trust and working on that as well. So that's where we see it. And obviously, uh, you know, the federal government is one of the pillars that they put in this climate change in the environment, which we've all, you know, supported that and how we get there. So I think that's probably some of the key things is, is there going to be an increase in funding and to, and how much? And then uh, we'll take it from there on how we can uh, work out the terms and conditions. Uh, obviously, every province is a little different and unique, and we want that flexibility in, the, in those key initiatives, Jim. How much money are we talking about? What percentage increase? Well, I mean, you know, the provinces have made it pretty clear they want to see a 25% increase in, in the uh, pool of money. So that's where we're at, and, and we're just waiting to see where the federal government is going to come in at. They have put an initial offer of $150 million into what they call uh, the RELP program, which was really looking at regenerative agriculture land practices, and which equates to about 12.5%. And that's all they put on the table so far, and uh, obviously the provinces haven't agreed to that. Sounds like you want another $150 million. What kind of improvements to business risk management programs do you want to see? Well, I mean, the programs, are, you know, on the business risk management side are, you know, pretty good that way. We're just looking at the key initiative funding for the sectors in the programs that we have. 
uh, obviously when we do program funding here, and I'll give you an example under the Farm Ranch Water Program. That's one of our key initiatives where our funding goes. We've obviously seen an increase for needs for that. But along with that, also, we've seen increasing costs in projects and getting, uh, you know, whether it's equipment or getting projects done. So that's why we wanted to see some increase. We haven't had an increase in the funding for over 10 years. So that's kind of the, the key message there. On the business risk management, we still want to see, obviously, all the agri-insurance components stay in place with agri-invest and crop insurance and the livestock price insurance as well. We want to see that nationalized and then brought into the fold as well. Livestock producers want to see the livestock price insurance to be cost shared as well with government picking up some of the costs just like crop insurance. Yeah, and that's why we need, you know, we're, that's one of the things we've asked for from the province of Saskatchewan. Alberta is also on side with that as, as uh, some other jurisdictions are. Ontario, I, I think, would probably be supportive as well, but they have a program similar and they administer it themselves. So they would just like to see the federal government cover their administrative costs. So we'll do things, you know, hopefully we can come to some agreement there and that's one of the things, and then hopefully we can get it brought into this program. You're also going to be touring Ag in Motion. Yes, we are. Uh, we will be taking all the ministers out to Ag in Motion for approximately, uh, probably four, well over four hours, probably close to five hours, that they will be able to see what's going on, and obviously a new innovation, new technology, and hopefully some of the cabinet, the ministers will be able to uh, actually operate and see equipment working, and I think that's one of the key things. What we really wanted to showcase here, Jim, is, Really what's happening in agriculture here, not only in the province of Saskatchewan, but in Western Canada and Canada in general, with new technology and innovation and opportunities to expand and to grow the sector. And that all flies into right what we're trying to do in the province of Saskatchewan about increasing production to 45 million metric tons. Summarize for me what you want to see to come out of the agriculture minister's meeting this week. Well, first and foremost, I hope we can come to an agreement. You know, and I, and I, and if we can do that, then we can work on, you know, on all the bilateral, you know, after that on what we feel are key programs for us. So I'm hopeful we can come to an agreement. You know, I've reached out to some of my provincial colleagues and, you know, we're on the same page and where we'd like to be. So we'll just wait and see what the federal minister brings to the table on, uh, on Thursday morning and have some discussion around that. On another topic, how are crops looking across southern Saskatchewan, across Saskatchewan? Well, uh, you know, I've traveled quite a bit of the province the last little while, Jim. And, you know, I've seen some pretty nice crops from Lloydminster down to Shawnaman. I've traveled that route and from Shawnaman across back here to Assiniboine. I know there's there's some pockets where the crops are a little weak, and the crops that I have seen look pretty good. And hopefully we can get this crop off because I think what I've seen, Jim, I think we're going to be probably average or a little bit above average for the crop. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eaves Troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The Provincial Ministers of Agriculture are touring Ag in Motion Farm Show this morning at Langham, northwest of Saskatoon. The Provincial Ministers meet tomorrow with their federal counterpart and are calling for a 25% hike in farm business risk programs for funding and other federal provincial agriculture programs. Yesterday, federal conservative agriculture critic John Barlow, MP for Alberta Foothills, toured the Ag in Motion site and told me these comments. You know, it's really impressive to see the, the new innovation and technology that's going in. It just shows how uh, important that is that we 
Uh, we continue to improve our yields and produce, uh, improve production, but at the same time doing everything we can to be efficient, lower emissions, uh, protect our environment. And especially what really impressed me the most is uh, the research plots uh, that continue to grow to, to show uh, the, the new innovation and, and uh, you know, the new opportunities that are there, the new varieties uh, that certainly uh, will be available to our farmers. And the equipment is sure big here. We just had a big tractor pass by. <laughs> yeah, I guess your background <laughs> noise here will be will be pretty impressive. But you know, to, to certainly uh, see the the machinery and the technology here is uh, is, is mind blowing. And uh, you know, just to see the the scope of it and the size of it, you know, certainly uh, much different than uh, farming. You know, even uh, 10, 20 years ago. Now, John. The Agriculture Minister's meeting goes this week and it happens with uh, the Federal Agriculture Minister joining the group on Thursday. The Agriculture Minister of Saskatchewan told me the feds have offered roughly 12.5%. He'd like the Agriculture Ministers, the Provincial Ministers would like 25%. What are your thoughts on how those negotiations are going? Well, I, th I, th I think it's disappointing that, uh, that that number is about half of what uh, the Provincial Ministers are asking for especially when we see the, the critical role that agriculture is going to be playing in our economic recovery post-COVID, but also certainly when we understand what's going on globally with the, the war in, in Ukraine, certainly when you lose uh, a major breadbasket uh, of Europe and, and Asia, uh, there's going to be um, a lot of burden placed on Canadian agriculture to, to fill that void. And I know far, the farmers that I've spoken to, not only here today, but across the country, they see that as a moral responsibility to step up. But to be able to step up, they need the tools to be successful and to reach their full potential. And to see the federal government not recognize that and be there to be a partner with the premiers and the provinces and Canadian producers to be able to uh, help not only feed Canada but feed the world is really disappointing. Do you feel the federal government should step up and provide the 25% increased funding for the business risk programs and for improving trade and development? Yeah, and I think a lot of that money as well should be earmarked to uh, to research. Um, as you see here at Ag in Motion this week, uh, it's incredible what is there. That is the future of agriculture. The future of modern agriculture is to continue that research and development of new technology and new innovations to help us uh, improve yields at the same time, as I said, to reduce keep uh, reducing inputs, protecting our environment, but also to answer that call that is happening globally where food insecurity is the number one priority around the world. Federal Conservative MP John Barlow is the party's agriculture critic. He made his comments at Ag in Motion in Saskatoon. He's originally from Yorkton and Regina. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. I have here with me Jeremy Boychin, who's an agronomy research extension specialist with Alberta Wheat and Barley Commissions. We are here today to count tillers and kind of look at where your yield comes from in your crop. You know what, today I want to talk a little bit about maybe plant morphology, plant physiology, and how that ties into the decisions we make around fungicide. Fungicide applications, whether we should be making fungicide applications, how do we know we're at risk and we need to make applications and when should we be applying um, and kind of where the research directs us on um, how to make those decisions. Um, so when we think about protecting yield from disease, one of the first things we want to understand is where is our yield actually coming from? Um, and when we start thinking about that, then we can start making decisions on how we're going to look at the plant to assess whether we're at risk or not. Um, so if we get into the crop um, and take a look at uh, the wheat plants, um, you know, it always helps to pull 
kind of one of these wheat plants up and maybe I have a couple here. But one of the common themes we'll talk about is flag leaf um, versus penultimate leaf versus anti-penultimate leaf. And what we're talking about there um, is essentially the flag leaf is the top leaf of the plant. It's the last leaf that comes out before we see head emergence. Um, so this one actually has a little bit of grasshopper damage on it, as you can see. Um, so we've lost some of that photosynthetic area, whether that'll relate to yield damage um, enough to warrant spraying, unsure. Uh, and then we get into um, the penultimate, which is essentially the next leaf down from the flag leaf. Uh, so this leaf down here and then anti-penultimate um, would be the third leaf down. Um, and then there's F4, uh, which would be the lowest uh, leaf here before we kind of get, any, get into the tillering leaves, which most of them have, have kind of died back at this point. Um, so when we think about yield contribution, when we're looking at a wheat plant um, and looking at these different leaves, each of these leaves and each of these pieces of the wheat plant contribute differently to how much yield we're getting from the leaves. So um, we can kind of break this down in sections. Uh, the head of the leaf actually contributes about 20% of the yield with photosynthetic area. Um, so, you know, they've done research where they've covered that, that head uh, and it's a loss of about 20%. Um, so it's green, it's green for a reason because it has that chlorophyll it's photosynthesizing and it's producing energy. Uh, the flag leaf of the wheat plant, um, we're looking in that range of, of 40 to 45% yield. Um, and then we get into the uh, penultimate leaf here, we're back in that 20% range. Uh, and the anti-penultimate is more in that 7% range. So knowing this, knowing that a lot of the yield comes from the head, the flag leaf and the anti-penultimate, we know that, or sorry, the penultimate, we know that these are the leaves that we really want to protect if we want to protect our yield. Um, so we're getting into this uh, fungicide timing, you know, this crop, we're, we're well into head, so this would be a head timing application. Um, you know, when do we want to be applying? How do we know if we need to make an application? Uh, and again, if we look down into this crop, you know, we're seeing a little bit of, of foliar leaf disease. Uh, we've had a decent amount of rain down here. Um, so when we, when we ask the question of, okay, do I need to be spraying a fungicide on my wheat crop? There's a few things we want to think of, and I'll always go back to the disease triangle, which many have heard of. Do we have the host, do we have the disease, and do we have the environmental conditions? for that disease to flourish. Um, you know, we have the host, we have the, the, the plant, um, the disease, it's likely that we have these diseases in here. We know we sh we're seeing some of it down here. Um, so do we have those environmental conditions that are conducive? Um, and, you know, kind of tying into that conversation is, is what genetics are we using? We have the host, but how resistant is that host to the disease? Um, so all that ties into the conversation of should I be spraying? Um, so we have some disease in the lower canopy here. So if we continue to see rain in these conditions and we know that this disease is here, the question is, is, is it moving up? to a point where it's um, infecting some of those major yield contributing leaves. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. 
call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunny today, wind northwest 20, gusting to 40, increasing to 40, gusting to 60. The high today, 25, the low 10. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50. The high Thursday, 28, the low 11. Friday, partly cloudy, the high 26, the low 12. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 22, the low 13. Sunday, sunny with a high 26, the low 14. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 25, the low 12. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 23. Normal high for this date is 26, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 5.10 this morning. It sets at exactly 9 o'clock tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Val Marie in the southwest corner at 24. The cold spot up north, Uranium City at 15. Around the province, Estevan and Saskatoon, 23. Swift Current, 21. Weyburn and Yorkton, both 22. Regina, sunny and 22. That's 72 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 34, gusting to 49. Humidity is 50%. The barometer rising, 101.4. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 22. Winds are from the northwest at 33, gusting to 44. Once again, Regina, sunny and 22. That's 72 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Blockchain Grain has a presentation today and again tomorrow at the Innovation Booth at Ag in Motion, northwest of Saskatoon. Jerry Ritz from Blockchain Grain says the new GoGrain app will be a key part of his presentation. Well, the show is all about technology and, and how farmers in Western Canada embrace technology at just a, a galloping pace. Uh, what GoGrain app does is trace the movement of grain right from your bin right through to the final producer and make sure that you as the producer get paid for it. Uh, what that does is give a, a traceability block that is missing there right now for some of these premium markets. It also ensures that you get paid, as I said earlier, and at the end of the day, that same data chain can then be used to transfer carbon credits back to the tonnage that that producer has has uh, produced. So it's, it's, a, it's a two-way street. Any trucker will tell you you need a good backhaul, so this is exactly what that does from a technological basis. So this is something that allows a farmer to market his grain more efficiently. Yeah, this is the 10th anniversary of Marketing Freedom. This is Market Freedom 2.0, so I was quite happy to take part in it. And, and also when you start talking about carbon credits. So there's, there's value in a farmer's data and there's value in those carbon credits that at this point farmers aren't taking advantage of or, or having the ability to take advantage of. The blockchain Go Grain app allows that to happen. And you've got presentations at the Innovation Tent at Ag in Motion? Yes, we have one tonight at 6 o'clock and another one tomorrow at 2.30, asking farmers to take part. This, uh, this whole Go Grain blockchain movement has been designed by farmers for farmers, and we're asking farmers to take part in it so that we can take this thing global. What kind of farm interest have you had in this? Well, actually, we have about 30 farmers signed up already that uh, would cover some million acres. Uh, some of them have input uh, abilities as well in that supply chain. So at the end of the day, uh, they're seeing the value in this, that this is, as I said, Marketing Freedom 2.0. What does this Go Grain app cost a farmer? 
Absolutely free. Uh, you go on the, the uh, App Store or uh, Google and, and uh, call it up and uh, download it. It's very simple to do. And uh, you can see it, it's, there's two sides to it. One is from the trucking side. The other is from the production side. You can be both and, and move your own product under that app. And what is, as I said, what it does is capture the data so that you can also capture the carbon credit. Someone who comes to Ag in Motion, where do they find you? In that big white tent that you just talked about. We'll be there. Jerry Ritz is with Blockchain Grain and discussing the Go Grain app. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. This segment is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. There are more than 500 exhibitors at the Ag in Motion Farm Expo northwest of Saskatoon near Langham. The show is in day two and wraps up tomorrow. Colin Kostanuk with McDougal Auctioneers was kind enough yesterday to give me a driving tour of the Ag in Motion show site. It is a definitely a, a big show and first time for me to, to be here and experience it, but it's, it is uh, bigger than I thought and a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of acres covered and machinery and everybody that you can think of, of in the ag side is, I'm sure they're here. First time for me to see it and Regina is, is uh, you know, got a big show, but this is really uh, all out on acres and acres of property. What is McDougall Auctioneers showing here? We're here just to uh, show what we can bring to the egg side of the egg industry and we, in our auctions, we offer lots of egg options and, and many other options too if you want to get into construction and, and so on. But for, for this show, it's, it's promoting egg and, and what we can, you know, looking for equipment and looking for anything egg related, we, we have it. You host a lot of agricultural auctions, and a lot of them, what, online? Yeah, all, all online on our website, bedougalauction.com, and we have lots of farm auctions happening this summer and this fall, and I'm sure you could find, find something for, for every farmer. And a lot of farmers, when they leave the business or some want to get rid of some of their equipment, they can call you. What, how do they get a hold of you? Yes, they can call us at uh, 1-800, our toll-free number, 1-800-263-4193, or website, mcdougalauction.com, free to uh, register, and everything is, is online there. Colin Kostanak is with McDougal Auctioneers, one of over 500 exhibitors at Ag in Motion. A new research agreement was signed yesterday between Saskatchewan Pulse Growers and Lima Grain Field Seeds. Both parties will fund the pea and lentil variety research to be done by Lima Grain crop breeders based in Saskatoon. The announcement was made at Innovation Place yesterday before leaving Saskatoon for Ag in Motion. Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Executive Director Carl Potts explains. For many years we have been supporting pulse breeding research at the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, with one, really one large partner being the university. And we're moving to uh, a new model where we expect to be having collaborations and making breeding investments with multiple partners. And Lima Grain is, uh, is the first one in that new model. And Potts explains the differences between the two models. Uh, you know, as the industry has grown over the years, you know, we, we want to create an environment where we have attraction of, of investment 
to the sector. So the acres seeded to pulse crops have increased over the years. And we think having more breeders in the space, more investment in the space can help deliver even better varieties for farmers in the long run. So that's why it's significant. Potts discusses the agreement. When we were uh, discussing with the university and they were interested in moving to a different model than we've had in the past, that really had us thinking about you know, what's our place in, in impulse breeding and, and how do we move forward. So uh, we began talking with uh, other organizations that are involved in, in breeding and Lima Grain was, uh, was very interested. They have a, a cereals breeding program uh, based here in Saskatchewan. This new pulse breeding program will be based here in Saskatoon and focused on uh, varieties for Saskatchewan producers. So given Lima Grain's significant global footprint in the seed business, significant footprint here in Saskatchewan, this one really makes made sense for us uh, to work together on. Potts says the agreement will run several years. Breeding is a, is a long-term game, so we expect for this partnership to be uh, in place for a lo- you know, long period of time. Initially, we have a six-year term, but fully expect that to continue on well past six years. Potts outlines the cost sharing. Both parties are contributing uh, dollars to this collaboration, um, you know, roughly equal um, shares, so really equal partners in this new collaboration. We're providing funding, uh, Lima Green is, pr- is providing funding, but they're bringing the, the expertise on breeding and variety development and on seed commercialization as well. Potts says royalties will be shared. Yeah, that's our, our plan. So when new varieties would be uh, released, you know, farmers will be paying royalties as they do in, in other crops. Uh, SPG will retain a share of those royalties and will make uh, reinvest those dollars back into breeding, into other research, market development of uh, priority to farmers. And Potts outlines the priorities. Peas and lentils is the, are the two crops that we're focused on. And, uh, of course, in, in any breeding and variety of development program, yield is a very important factor. But, you know, in addition to that, we're going to be focusing on root disease in both pea and lentil, so trying to bring aphanomyces resistance into both of those crops. We are interested in additional herbicide tolerance platforms for lentils as well. And as we transition more to an, an ingredient-based market, levels of protein uh, and other end-use functionality will be important as well. Pot says this is the first of a number of deals signed by Saskatchewan pulse growers. Yeah, we, we fully expect that that will be the case. That is, is our intent. Um, you know, this is, is, is the first one, but you know, we expect to be providing support and, and partnership public and perhaps additional private breeding programs as well. Carl Potts is the Executive Director of Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber and Sass Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were mixed. In trading this morning, Viterra prices for canola fell eleven seventy at eight hundred dollars seventy-two cents. Number one red spring wheat went up one eighty-nine at four twenty-two twenty. The rest were unchanged. Durham four thirty-six forty-two. Feed barley two ninety two eighty seven, chickpeas ten fourteen thirteen, flax eight oh two sixty seven, lentils seven forty nine forty five, oats three thirty six fifty three, yellow peas four seventy six twenty five, and feed wheat three thirty eight thirty. At Minneapolis, September spring wheat fell a half cent at nine twenty nine and a quarter cent a bushel. The Livestock Quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. 
This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of July 19th. Our last regular sale was on July 6th. We had close to 700 head at this sale. 600 of them were cows. The market was very strong. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.07 to $1.20. D3 cows sold from $0.95 cents to $1.07. Counter cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.80. Cents. Heiferet sold from $1.25 to $1.50, and Good Butcher Bull sold from $1.35 to $1.60. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation, but what we did have sold well. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest pork prices, two fifty-eight eighty-nine per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Nutrien has announced purchase of a Brazilian crop company with 39 retail locations and 10 distribution centers. The acquisition is expected to result in additional run rate sales of $400 million dollars increasing total Nutrien Ag Solutions annual sales in Latin America to $2.2 billion. The acquisition expands Nutrien's footprint in Brazil from 5 to 13 states and supports farmers in a key farming region. Nutrien will have 180 commercial units in Latin America, as well as more than 700 crop consultants serving farmers in Argentina, Brazil, Chile and Uruguay. Saskatoon-based Nutrien is the world's largest provider of crop inputs and services. The company produces and distributes about 27 million tons of potash, nitrogen, and phosphate products worldwide. On the markets, the TSX is down 58 points to 18,995. The Dow has fallen 57 points to 31,769. Oil has dropped 56 cents at $100.18 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 77.60 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.